Reem Abdul, Abdul. Uh, aka Dreamy. Welcome to yes. Electronic Music Life. Yeah, so happy Look to be smile. here with you. Look at that smile. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it's just audio, actually. It's good. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's video too. <laughs> oh, perfect. Oh, good. I brought my smile yeah. then. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I can see you. I can see you. Um, oh, it's so good. so great to uh, finally uh, get you onto the onto uh, uh, on the podcast, and uh, you know we met in 2019 through our brother brother in arms Nicodemus, who had us at uh, the same gig together at the House of Yes, and um, mm-hmm. and I, um, I yeah we've we've um, you know over over the last three years we've you know dropping DMs supportive DMs to each other saying hi and. And and mm-hmm. I think we've been, you know, exploring exploring a few things to see if we can collaborate, and and I'm, I'm always open to to keep on doing that. And um, more importantly, this, here we are, like today, we're we're here today to chat about uh, and learn about um, you and learn about uh, Bay Collective as well. I I wanted to uh, chat to you. Firstly, how are things in New York at the moment? I know it's summertime and things are moving. Let me, let, yeah, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first, I'm so happy, so grateful to be here with you. It has been far too long. I think when we were in the club years ago, it was like the throes of New York City nightlife. And so we've been, the world has been through a few things since I've last seen you. Um, But it feels like New York is as vibrant as ever. You know, I think a lot has changed for me. I'm not so much um, in the clubs as I used to be maybe two or three or four years ago. Uh, But when I go out or when I get the chance to play or I'm gathering community, it's just activated. It's full force now. We're back. Yeah, that's great. Are you finding um, now... There's there's a different um, a different approach and a different way. Of, obviously, we're all doing things differently, and and there's a different yeah. lens. And um, are you finding that uh, that there there is more of a, a, a sort of um, a positive approach to 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 the way people are doing things? Um, is there still fear? Obviously, there's always going to be fear, but like, I mean, yeah. people are navigating, navigating better um, from, a, from a different place, you know? Yeah, I think um, people are interested in going out and finding themselves instead of maybe going out and just losing themselves. So there's been like this paradigm shift where our health has become our priority just by nature of everything we've been through. So I think that manifests in the way uh, folks demand a certain kind of space and want to experience a certain kind of space in nightlife. I think it's shifted how artists show up in that space, not just for listeners and dancers and consumers, but for themselves too. And I think it's shifted venues in the way that they approach this business model. Like now you need to have, uh, ways in which people can feel safe in the club. You have to, it's mandated. And so it's mm. all around, I think, a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a good shift. It's an evolution. 
Mm. Well, this this is not new to you. Like you've this is like you've your work has been uh, about uh, this kind of consciousness approach to music and music business, the type of projects that you work with, um, the way you regulate yourself, the way you connect with people. This is not just you know part of COVID. You've been actively doing this with your own projects as a solo artist and with Bay Collective as well. Um, so this is kind of not foreign territory for you. Like, I, 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 are you finding that like this is a, a time for you to shine more and a time for you to actually <laughs> like bring everything that you've been doing all these years and bringing it forward and like, yeah, tell me a bit about that. It's such a funny question. I feel it's the opposite now. Really? I feel like, okay, like other people got it now. Right. Whereas, right. you know, three or four years ago, it was like no one was talking about feeling safe or mm. healthy or hydrated. Mm. Um, <laughs> no one was talking about getting enough sleep or, you know, just being in communication about where you are at with the people you were meeting for the first time, just open communication. And so it felt that much more important to like hold that when I went out, when I hosted spaces, when I organized events or experiences. But now I feel like it's like, we're all here now. So I can like almost, yeah, I feel like I'm taking a step back and now allowing other people to step into producing spaces, um, uh, organizing and gathering artists. And then I can now show up instead of being the producer or the organizer more fully as the artist. So because I've spent the last five or six or so years producing, producing, producing events and spaces and organizing the collective and the community, I didn't have that much space or time for myself and my artistry. So now I'm finding this time is actually a time to turn inward and it's been that way, I think, since the pandemic has been. It's not just a one-year, two-year thing. I think I'm in this phase of turning inward and um, creating the art that then I can share in spaces that are in alignment. So mm. that's where I'm at now. I'm seeing. It's showing itself. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought that because mm. that, that, that was what I wanted to ask. What does that mean for you now in sort of carrying on with the types of projects that you've been doing? you finding that it's more not in a selfish way, but it, it is more in a way that it's about you um, uh, elevating your own, your own projects. Like, well, you as an artist and you as a, your yes. own being in, yeah. So is that the approach now? Like you're finding that just by doing that, you're continuing your work, you're continuing uh, your message, your mission, your values. Yeah. That's right. I feel like it's not only a continuation, but an evolution. Yes. So I've found three things I found. First is um, I've been making a lot more music instead of playing other folks' incredible music. So I'm working mm. on a finally finishing the, the album. Finally, finally, finally. And hope to have it by the end of this year, closer in the next few months. Um, and then I'm finding that when I'm on the decks, I'm not just DJing, I'm wanting to be um, on the mic more, holding the space in a different way, singing more, working with more live instrumentalists, um, 
making it more grateful for that like light more of a live immersive environment instead of just a dj set and i'm so that has dawned on me that i might like mm. expand how i can show mm. up in that mm. space so there, uh, there's more um there's more confidence and more uh um um being able to do things unapologetically, like being able to, I mean, these are words that people are throwing out around yeah. a lot lately. And, and, but there is, there is a part of that, that, that um, there's a, you know, self empowerment, like being able to express yourself without, I guess, um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call them limitations, but there are sort of impediments that we would, didn't even realize that we had on ourselves in the past, you know, like, like, yeah. and, and now it's about actually really just doing it. Like there's really nothing but stopping us by unless, you know, uh, ourselves, you know, just really. Just, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think it's a That's great, right. uh, once you can reach that place, it's a, it's a very liberating feeling. Like, and I think, uh, That's right. and, and I think that is the, the, the point of difference now um, is being able to, uh, shine within and shine like and and bring ourselves out that will um, uh, help you know that that in itself is actually it work I think reaching a point where you can uh, identify that it's not a selfish thing you know that being able to kind of look after yourself because I think that's maybe an old paradigm that we've had before that doing these sort of things because well I guess we were conditioned or uh, taught not to do that like from young at a young age like speaking That's up right. being heard all these sort of things um and it's it's That's okay right. to do it's okay to do that like it's okay to yeah <laughs> it's not only okay it's vital yes um it's vital it's vital it's vital not only for the integrity of the art so that it is coming from a place that is replenished and energized and um honest Right, mm. we can only like transmit art that is honest and true and impactful and meaningful if we are really like taking care of ourselves. Otherwise, we are like you've heard pouring from an empty cup. Mm. So it's I feel like you know many things are happening at once, and understanding ourselves in the like, um, what's the word? Really like this time frame. I'll say this era of pandemic happening at the same time as like so many different kinds of liberation movements and freedom movements in which we are really looking at the way we structure our systems, not just our external systems, our nightlife systems, our political systems, but also the systems of our body, my uh, digestive system, my circadian rhythms, like the ways in which this, whole thing operates mm, right mm, mm. and we're seeing we're not separate we're not separate from our societies we're not separate from our communities we're not separate from our earth that what happens at this level that we think is all the way up here out there is really just a mirror for what's happening in here right it's like i could pretend there's no pandemic but i'm gonna be hit by that truth the moment i walk out my door right so i'm yeah. inextricably interconnected with all things that are alive and that revelation, I think, really helps empower us to 
to take care of ourselves because then we realize it's not being selfish. My taking care of myself is taking care of the external. I am the external. The external is me. We are one and the same. And that is a really simple, basic paradigm shift, but it is so monumental and revolutionary because Mm. it says two things. One, I am as vital as anything out there. If I think I'm supposed to be taking care of all things out there and that'll fix all my problems, I just need to turn around and look at me and understand that if I can do that for me, that means I'm caring for and aware of all the things out there. It does that. And then it also brings us closer to all the systems in which we want to revolutionize or impact or contribute to our communities, the earth, um, the culture of arts and music. We start to understand that what we do for ourselves, we do for a legacy that will come long after us. And that kind of reconnection back with the thing we're trying to serve also ends up making things a lot more easy and fluid because I'm not trying to fix things out there. I can just make sure in here is an alignment. And if I start from here, then things out there will start to reflect. Yeah. I hope that makes sense. It's a big quantum physics equation, right? But it's also so simple. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And it, it, it's that simple, um, the simplicity, but doesn't necessarily mean it's easy, you know, like it's, um, and I think, um, I think the, 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 the time to do inner work is part of, is part of the grind as well. Like not in a sense to make it sound like it's so, um, negative and it's such a, you know, hard thing, but to, to, to do inner work and do that is being brave and it's, and it, and it requires, um, a conscious effort every day. Um, you beautifully articulated uh, these, are, there was a, some great stuff there, um, that you shared. So, I, um, 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 thank you so much for, for your insights. That was awesome. Um, the, I think that what we're, what we're discussing here is, you know, we could call it spiritual or personal development kind of approach or a lens of way of doing things. Um, it is, I think, um, you know, there, there are, I think it is a, a balance between all the three. Uh, if we're looking at it, just say let's. There's pr- a lot of different systems and elements here, but you know, if we look at personal, spiritual, and business, especially in this space. You know, all these three areas need that balance, and nurturing mm-hmm. all the time. You know, and mm-hmm. um, I, I, I mean, I, I'm, I am um, more. I, I am very much um, uh, a spiritual person. I like to consider myself that as well but i i um i've realized too that like getting you can get caught up in in a, a lot of um because you need to be pragmatic you need to be taking actions as well and it, it is this constant dance you know um finding that you know that balance you know finding that balance mm. yes i talk about this with my students all the time it's i think You know, we live in a culture and a society of extremes. We think just because we are um, invested in taking care of ourselves, that means we will neglect all of our three-dimensional earthly duties. And it is this, it is what I like to think of it. It's like, it's a dance. It's constantly understanding that all the dimensions are in conversation with each other, that I could be operating 
at 5D and beyond, the multidimensional space of my spiritual connections and my inspirations, but I can also translate those into form. And they mm. look like really clear business agreements. They look like really clear communications. They look like, um, you know, personal hygiene. They look like good sleep, hydration. Like they all translate into their 3D form. Um, but we can also hold that they are these limitless, like expansive, can't touch it with language experiences. Mm. But the dance of being human, and I think the dance of being an artist is taking these like expansive, ethereal understandings of how we are being and then turning them to form, whether that is a song or a painting or a party. All of these are just kind of like the uh, vessel, the container through which that infinity is dancing. Yeah. It, it, and it takes time. It takes time. It's a, it's a, um, to get to that, to get to this place that you're describing, um, it takes work. You know, you've been, you, you've been, um, like, I'd like to, I'd like to know at sort of kind of like when did this happen for you that you realized that, um, because as, as you know, as, as time passes, the the uh, awareness or the, the the this articulation builds and grows and it becomes right. an it becomes an embodiment right of mm. of who you are and then it becomes your the expression and the way you do things in business and and the projects that you work on the relationships the the partnerships and and so when did you realize okay this is um, the journey I want to ch- choose. Like this is the, mm. the path that I want to take now, um, mm. and and carve, and and mm. and keep. When do you do you remember? At, at, at any, I know that there's, from my experience, there's m- multiple points where you know it's not just this one awakening that you have, but there's several That's of right. them, and they're, they're, they happen throughout. But would they would there be a significant? maybe one or two or that you can remember and, and that you would like to share. Yeah. I love that. You know, that it's many, many awakenings over time that like build and accumulate to create the embodiment. Um, but I would say really, really, I can mark it now because we're in 2022, 10 years ago, I'd found meditation. And meditation was a technology that no other technologies can hold a candle to, is a technology that no other technologies hold a candle to. Um, and I, for a while, I thought that my practices of meditation, yoga, were separate and distinct from my love of music or my expression of music. Mm. And there were no examples or role models of people necessarily in the nightlife spaces that I was frequenting or in the pop culture that were fusing these worlds in a way that was really like accessible and multidimensional. It was always extreme, right? It was either there was like spirit and spiritual music or spiritual devotional spaces. And then there was the rave. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) And so because I wanted the fusion, I had to create the fusion. And I think 
the revelation of it being embodied is just because I've done it over and over and over again. And I think it's, I'm still, I don't think I've made it even as much headway as I would hope or dream to see in the space. You know, I still think I'm relatively unknown in the mainstream space. I, I have a small but tight and strong community in New York and around the world as well. But I, this kind of work is like a slow climb. The systems were not built for it. The systems were not built for us to to to, uh, to demand water over a drink at the bar, right? It's not good for business. Mm. So it will take time for the systems to reflect the ways in which we are taking care of ourselves. And it's going to take time for us to know deeply how to take care of ourselves at every level, physically mentally, emotionally, creatively, spiritually, all of the levels that we can take care of ourselves mm. at and know ourselves at. Yeah. You make you you touched on before about like the external things that um that we have to dance with and um mm-hmm. you know paradigms and systems. I, now uh I, I and and yeah we do it's like there's a part that we have to um, embrace and kind of look at life through an abundant kind of lens and look at the, and work with the limitations in a way that are, um, so I guess approaching in an unlimited, unlimited approach as opposed to Mm -hmm. like looking at it, but still, and, um, I'd like to, to sort of touch on is you, you are, uh, an Egyptian, Back, your heritage is Egyptian, so an Arab Arab woman of, of color, and and so I, um, yeah, I wanted to acknowledge that, but also to for you uh, to share that you know, sort of navigating through the music industry and navigating through your um, and developing your work. I, I, are you find have you found that to be a difficult thing? for for moving forward like has that been or again is it the const is the, the the construct of that of of not going hey well i you know i don't you know like to, I, that's not a, a um not a, well, how am i trying to describe it like it's not a, that it's a problem you know is it being a problem for me for me rather than embracing it and then letting it go mm-hmm. but you know is it actually, you know, uh, how do you navigate through that? Like the the, the two, yeah. you know, yeah, like the pandemic, yeah. you know, the things that are that that are that everyone's facing. But yeah, I hope I, I hope I yeah. um, asked that question correctly. <laughs> you're, clearly, well, you're touching clearly. on you're you're touching on many many layers and levels. You know, you mm. posted something really powerful um, a few days ago. Um, about kind of like the time it's going to take, I'm paraphrasing, but like the time it's going to take to um, dethrone and and deconstruct white colonial systems, white patriarchal colonial systems that have like defined and designed our electronic music world and the world in general, just like the world period. Exactly. Yeah. Um, And it takes a lot to even just kind of like admit that. I think there's two acknowledge also there's like an enormous sector of people who don't think that that exists that there is Mm. a problem or that there is that paradigm that is present Mm. so first that 
right, that I'm going to encounter and I'm always encountering people who don't see the problem, who don't, uh, who can't name it, don't understand it, who uh, don't want to acknowledge it or who benefit from it. And yeah, it's for them, it's not a problem. It's actually mm. the way things should be. These are the way mm. things are. Why are you naming it as a problem? Mm-hmm. So I found every iteration across the spectrum of experience in like these few, you know, relatively short years in this, in this work and in this business, I found and and come up against extreme difficulty and extreme adversity and extreme discrimination and extreme tokenization. And I've also found like being welcomed, invited, um, listened to, honored, you know, sometimes in the same place, in the same space. Mm. It's community has made all the difference. I think every person you've had on this podcast has said this because I've been listening to the releases, but community makes all the difference. Having people around you who can see and identify the same kind of structural damage that we're all working to revolutionize and evolve and who can also honor you and empower you. Mm. Um, People who can make you see that the limitations are both real, they do exist out there, and also that they are self-imposed and that that can happen in the same breath. Because there was a time also when I was quite aware of limitation, but because I have a self-empowerment practice, was able to overcome limitation that was placed on me. You can't do this. You're not able to do this. You're not experienced enough to do this. Instead of me telling it to me, it was other folks telling it to me, right? But there have also been times when it's been me telling it to me. So learning to distinguish, like, what is me? Am I approaching this with a sense of limitation, a sense of disability, um, a sense of, um, like, that I have the lack of capacity, like, I don't have the capacity. Is that me? Is that my work? Or am I truly operating inside systems that are designed to incapacitate me and disable me. And I think particularly for artists of color, that is a question we have to be asking all the time because those systems are very real and those limitations are very real. So it's, it's, um, it's like very multi-layered mm-hmm. and um, not so easy to say black and white, it's this or this, because often we are also with our self-imposed limitations creating the realities around us right we stop ourselves from going after opportunities or communicating with certain folks or making certain releases because of whatever ideas we have Mm. about ourselves and our and our artistry Mm. so it's this constant um there's a word for it but it's kind of like you know this constant eqing yeah this constant equalizing this constant checking in what is what Mm. what is imagined what is real what is mine what is not mine what is what was there from before me you know um and then working with that dancing with that in the ways that feel empowering Mm. no I, i i loved your answer i think um i think it's a it's a great way to 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 um to look at it you know i think we 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 these limit this is the part where the I feel the limitations are actually um part of part of the system. Like those limitations are part of the traumas and they vary they vary. look, we all have to no matter what 
situation or economic class that you're born into, the color of your skin, it varies. It vary. Everyone, everyone's grind is there. Like it, there's challenges for everyone, but it's, it's mm-hmm. acknowledging that these these um, traumas. It's not to stay to stay in a victim mentality. Like it's, mm. the, and that's that's that that's that parallel that that distinct dis, uh, distinguishing to to be able to either do you, which lens do you look through, you know. And right. yeah, and I think this is, um, it's been a subject because when I, when I did post this the other day, it, it sparked, um, it even brought up trauma in myself. Like even for three mm. days, I, um, I was chatting with about it with my, my, my producer and, and, and I even had a bit of catch and, catch and uh, uh, throw with someone on, on, my, on the platform, you know, about it that was, you know, um, and it was, you know, it, it was all honesty and, and, and just being, being compassionate about the, the different views, you know, and, mm. uh, it, and it's something that I want to keep on. I think um, it, it's something that needs, as you said, the constant EQing, you know, it's that constant EQing because there isn't just this one kind of black and white or, you know, yeah. paradigm here, you know. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. But, Thank you for but, that. But, you know, I think it's a – Thank you for that. I mean, I think it was incredibly, when I saw it, I just thought it was so um, like beautiful and inspiring that it was you posting it, you know, and it's important for us to be, um, especially in, in, in the space of art, to be engaged with the like nuance of color and form and what bodies are being represented and what are not. Um, it's like how an artist or a musician uses one particular note or key or color and does not use another. It's all on purpose. There is a story there. Mm. And so in the story of the, the human story, we've all got our unique colors and codes and forms and sounds, um, and they all have different impacts and ripple effects, all unique alchemies based on all the unique stories and versions of stories. But when you, your particular body and your particular platform and your particular power, name that and, and acknowledge that, that these are systems that exist and that it's going to take this amount of time to deconstruct the systems, you in some way like accelerate that time. Because you are an embodiment in some way, shape, or form of that system, right? Mm, mm. You benefit in some way, shape, or form off these systems. Not that you want to or you've asked to, but that's the reality. Mm. So when you invite someone like me or um, Natasha or Rashida, these are legends in their own right. But when you make space on your platform and say your perspective matters, you're undoing centuries of trauma when white men said your perspective does not matter and only our music and our ways of playing this music are going to be heard. And it's like a very particular trauma with a very particular historical story. Like that's not, it's not opinion. It's not subjective. These are factual histories. And so when you create new stories, you transmute those histories, you, you, you um, alchemize them into something new for the future future generations of producers Mm. and podcast makers and artists and community organizers. You, when you do that, that's what happens. Mm. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks. 
Thanks. I, I, that's a great uh, another way to to look at it. You know, I um, you know, it it it's been it's been part of my history even from from a teenager. Just like um, listening to to hip hop as a young kid, and and um, it it this this music and this culture has been it's part of my it's part of my like life. Like it's like. It's yeah. it's taught me so much, um, yeah. and uh, it's made me aware of um, different different ways of looking and appreciating people, and um, yeah, and and I kind of I'll be honest, like um, coming coming back to producing like something like this has brought mm. me to. Um, back to like my youth like it's made me like I, I was making videos of this sort of thing you know you know in in high school little videos of about racism and I was like you know really into it you know I wanted to wow. uh, be part of be part of uh, uh, of transmuting that and and um, and I got I, 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 I copped a lot of slack for that you know people th- thinking that I was um, uh, doing it because it was trendy and cool, you know, and, um, and now can we say the same thing? (laughs) You're doing it because it's trendy and cool. It's back to being in fashion, talking about it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But things have changed. Uh, I think things have changed mm. now. Like we're not just talking about it. Like really, that's why it's such an amazing time. The pandemic plus these liberation movements happening in tandem. It's like, we are really ready to throw off limitations, both self-imposed and imposed on us. We didn't ask for them. Finally ready to, to, to unclothe ourselves from them and create from a pure place, connect from a pure place, uh, live from a pure place, really live in a way that is um, embodied and empowered and healthy in all the ways you can be healthy, in all the ways our society can be healthy. Um, and I think that what you're doing, particularly this, like this format is so vital, especially for the music space. You know, before I was, uh, ever DJing or producing or anything really in the music world, I was working in the podcast world. I was a journalist in university. And then one of my first jobs, um, out of university was at NPR. I was working on podcasting, all kinds of podcasts. Um, but they lacked kind of like the flavor and the, the, the vitality of what nightlife gave me. So to be back with you too, is like a, it's like a full circle. <laughs> oh, I'm glad that I'm, I'm glad to uh, be doing it. I, I, it, 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 I don't know fully. I have like a vision of some of where I want to take this and, um, and it is, um, something that I chip away every day. It, it's, it's something that, um, it makes me jump out of the bed in the morning. Um, so mm. that's good enough for me right now. <laughs> that's it. That's all we need. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I do, yeah, I do get, um, overwhelmed sometimes or they, where, where I would like think about the, the, the many tasks and the things that it's just like, you know, just, all right, what can I do today? You know, three, four, five yeah. steps that are that going to take it 
take it um, and and bring out the message and see where it where it goes. You know, it's never it, this what we what we were just talking about. It's not linear. This is what I wanted to mention. You know, this. That's right. Um, yeah, it's it's it, it, it's an ongoing thing, and um, and that's I think that's part of what we even what we spoke about in the earlier part of the of the interview today. The the, the you know that the inner work. This is this is the the same kind of approach, right? It's like, it's like an ongoing thing. And EQ, I love the EQing thing. I love that because it's so referent like to to, <laughs> to music as well. It's perfect. It never stops. Yeah. Yeah. You never stop. You're always EQing. I think particularly with DJing, it's this constant deep listening, you know, on so many levels, not just kind of the highs and mid lows, but you're listening to the energy in the space. You're listening to your own inner kind of vibration, what wants to come through next. You're listening to, I mean, it never stops. You are in a constant state of listening. And that skill that DJing's given me, I've been able to now bring it to, and like, it's not bring it, I mean, I see it myself, I brought it to DJing and then DJing brought it right back to me, which is like a really deep listening of what's being asked for in the moment. And if your body, your mind, your spirit is asking for podcasts, then that's what it is. Yeah. You know, that's your medicine, that's your offering right now. That's the way you mm. move the culture forward. That's the way you move the music forward in this way it's powerful yeah yeah Yeah, it's um you know i look i i had to make a lot of changes um over over the last uh year and a half and like all of us you know adapting and Mm -hmm. and and making a lot of changes and it's Mm -hmm. it this what i'm doing is basically a reflection of um what i guess i think i'm just like bringing out what is coming through me you know like that yes. this is this yes. is the, the this is the the new cards that are being dealt you know like yes. so and it's yes. uh it's part of that process of of um okay what can i do now to to contribute what can i do more to to m- my body of work that what is the next part what's the next chapter you yes. know yeah um and that is such yeah. an abundant perspective and it's, it's not coming through like, what do I need to do more because I have to do more, but like I get to do more and more is coming through me because I'm listening to what's already coming and wanting to come through me. Once right it's on. like, you know, it's like um, uh, you break the seal of your channel, like whatever wants to come through, you let that through and then more and more starts to come. You've opened up the space for there to be an honest dialogue with yourself and your reality the world around you and so you're not always like what do people expect me to do or what am I supposed to be doing now or what is the next logical step in my career but like really in a place of what wants to come through and that is always going to feel infinitely more abundant and more generative (laughs) oh my god infinitely more scary I mean like you really like I said there's no you then operate from a place of like integrity and alignment instead of trying to do the things you're supposed to do or the, the, the roadmap some artist before has laid out for you. You then really stand tall and empowered in your legacy and your artistry because you've completely now shut out expectations of others and are tuned into primarily your needs and desires. 
And that, for all of us to be in that place, what that could do for the culture, what that can do for our collective healing is infinite. Yeah. It's infinite. Yeah, and, and with what you are saying before as well, like this whole, um, it is about, like uh, you in applying it in, even into business, it's it's like it, it's pivoting and repairing. You know, you're, you're always mm-hmm. like using using that term of of like even with yourself. You're like I try not to say things are certain, like or keeping it um, uh, in that. If I if I, I'll never you know I'll say things that will come through that are that are um, true to me in this moment or true now, but it doesn't necessarily mean that, like, I won't say that I'm right, like, in, if that That's makes right. sense. Like, it's like just yeah. by saying um, that, that it's a, um, and if I don't know, like, it's not that I'm wrong, but I'm here to learn. Like, I'm here to, like, shift again, you know? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. This dance yeah. is really this dance. It's really like, I love to think of it like being on a really good dance floor, you know, like one of your dance floors or like a Nicodemus dance floor. There's no, you know, uh, thought. It is pure movement with the forces of life that are present in every note. And you know, Nico, he'll like switch it up, you know, he'll have a quick switch and it still flows. And to be dancing with that kind of unexpected nature of life, but to be moving from your center, you never get thrown off. You are always on rhythm, even if it's a little bit, even if there's a little beat clash, even if it's a little, you know, if it throws a break beat at you, you know what to do because you're Mm. listening. Mm. You're listening and you're in a deep trust relationship with Mm. yourself. And that I feel for us as artists, like no one teaches you that. That is something that you learn, like you said, over time through struggle and through mm. adversity. It is, it is earned, really mm. not learned. Mm. And that, I think, gives us a mastery to move across many different mediums and fields. Then we're not just DJs. We're also podcast creators. We're also music producers. We're also party producers. We're also speakers. We're also writers. We're also you know, visual artists. Like, It allows us to extend our field out into the vast possibility of creation. And that in and of itself creates abundance in all forms. Mm, All forms mm. of abundance then Mm. are generated. Yep. Yeah, I'll get a little bit neuroscience-y here, but I think it's definitely like it's it's shifting from like here we are talking about it and and that's Mm -hmm. and we're, we're learning from each other. And that's from that's a you know a cortical kind of level, but it's it's actually the doing doing the inner work and actually going through the struggle, going through the grind, and making it subcortical so that it the embodiment actually happens. You know, so like it's like I, I think that whether you look at it through a spiritual lens or through a neuroscience lens, you'll find that the the language is different, but the meanings are the same. The like same. It's like, yeah. The same. Yeah. The same. Yeah. Yeah. I um, love the cortical, subcortical. Like, I love it as much as the EQing. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Tell me what it, what's, um, what's, what's coming up that's uh, really exciting for you now? Um, what projects have you got going that you'd like to share? 
Yes. I'm really excited to take two weeks next week to complete my debut EP. I've, I've carved out that time and it's unlike anything I've ever let myself create before. So I'm really excited to just be in that space. And then I am slowly, slowly making my way over the West Coast. I'll be at Burning Man for the first time, bringing a really powerful installation, um, a space primarily for artists of color. So really excited about that. We'll have like Yoruba Records represented, some amazing artists from there. And like wow. just a really powerful ode to also Chicago house music and the origins of music in general being rooted in um, ancestral and particular cultural traditions. So that feels really amazing. And I think like a real shift that will happen at like seed at Burning Man and then shift into the industry. And I was always the person to like, not pay any burning man, burning man any mind, but I feel like this might be a powerful coalescence of artists. It's one of the largest gatherings in the world and brings together yeah. so many artists in this place that particularly looks to like, you know, play with what society could be and what, mm. what art could be if money wasn't a factor, mm. you know, like mm, there's mm, no money mm. at this festival. So I mean, it costs money to get there. So that's another, you know, conversation around privilege, but I feel very privileged to be able to, to be experiencing that, um, next month. And then really I'm in this place, speaking of the dance of like, um, moving day by day, week by week, cycle by cycle, um, and trying to be really present with, um, how my creative energy is moving me. And then acting accordingly. So it feels really good to say, I don't know, you know, what will come after that. I know I'll be mm. home in Egypt for some time in the winter and then really just calling in deep alignment with artists and producers who are, who get it, you know, who get it, yeah. who are walking their um, talk and who are talking with clarity, you know, artists and producers like you. And um, really just calling an expansion for the collective. I'm in this place of uh, recalibrating um, the work of the collective bay. And um, it's now in its like fifth or sixth year, I believe. I think sixth year. We began in October of 2016. Um, and it's evolved so much since then. It began as a place primarily for... Um, women identifying artists, but has evolved to be gender fluid and concerned with um, rather than the, just the female form and body, feminine energy as an energy in which to explore in, in the arts and culture. So it's in this place of recalibration. And um, I love what you said about just like taking it day by day, getting up out of bed, being moved by the thing that is exciting to you. And then doing, you know, the three, four, five things that are most vital for, you know, the nourishment of that thing. And I'm finding in that process, a lot of stuff that I had on the to-do list gets to get thrown out. Like it was just there, taking up space, making me think I needed to do it in order to move forward. And it's one of those examples of self-imposed limitations. And what happens mm. when we kind of like soften and allow the thing to show itself, especially when it's a community 
or a project that then now has a life of its own. It's like an entity. It's a being with an intention and spirit and an energy. Mm. Um, and how are you in relationship with that thing? And how are you stewarding that thing? Instead of trying to move that thing in the way you think it needs to be moved and allowing that, that approach to really move and, and feed my creativity instead of making things happen. Really, like you said, allowing the things to come through me. And that feels way more magical than anything or any way else I've done it. Thank you. Such, Thank uh, you so, for asking. So, so poetic and, and so beautifully, <laughs> beautifully articulated. Um, and and what about base, base yoga? What's that? Are you still, is that? Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. I just spoke with Nikki Ortiz, my partner today. We found out she's going to Burning Man as well. She's a long time burner. Um, Are we, you taking that? You're taking it to Burning Man this year? I think we're going to take it to Burning Man. There's these camps that have these dance floors that are made of subwoofers, these vibrating kind of like subpack dance floors. Yeah. So we get to like work more deeply with the, the vibrational um, work. That's kind of my intention to just like Mm. really speak of EQing, like really drop into like the source code of the sound um, and its power to impact our neuro circuitry. Mm. Um, And yeah, like really feeling on the edge of something different there. We took some space and time off. I think primarily to reground in our practices, in in those practices that made us want to even share them in the first place, Mm -hmm. right? Like we talk about, I think it's so important for artists to like just reconnect with the the art that they're in love with and to make sure that relationship is like any relationship healthy so that when we come to share, when we come to perform or produce, it is from a full place and it's from a real place. Mm. Yeah. 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 That sounds great. I, 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 you I just reminded me of uh, a buddy of mine um, worked on a project. He was part of the, the team. Uh, his name's a, a great producer out of Dubai, uh, Bahraini. Uh, well, actually Saudi American guy um, based mm. who grew up in Bahrain. And his name's Tariq Omar, and he um, he was working with uh, Nicholas Jar on at out mm. at, out at the Sharjah Art Foundation, and they were working on an installation that was mm. like just speakers out out in this in the sand, you know, and they were creating all these vibrations and sounds in the sand. Um, wow. Yeah, this sounds cool. Uh, it just reminded me of this project. Um, but look, uh, Remy, uh, it's been absolutely amazing to chat with you. Like, finally, like to get together and have a chat, and to put yeah. it onto this podcast is uh, just awesome. Uh, I'm, I think this is what it's been leading up to. It's been waiting to, for, like to get to this point so we can actually have a, a, a chat that we can share and, and bring out to the world as well and record it. So uh, it, it uh, was right. really, really lovely chatting with you. <laughs> so grateful james so grateful for all you're doing and um, knowing this is just the beginning we've got a lot thank more you. to dive in about yeah yeah My, absolutely thank you Rim. thank you so much james i can't wait to see you on a dance floor soon and play yeah for real <laughs> yeah. <laughs>